Good evening to each one. I want to welcome each one to this special occasion. Thank you for everyone that uh, took the time and traveled to get here. It's a, it's a blessing to have each of you here for the 20th anniversary of this church. And as I was thinking about it this afternoon, it wasn't what we have done, but it's what God has done in spite of us and through us. And um, God has been faithful and he continues to work and will continue to work if we allow him to. So um, 20 years, it's, it's a, uh, a momentous occasion and I'm just grateful that God has brought us all together. So the order of the service is, is this. Um, Brother, Brother Bradley is going to be opening with two opening songs. Then we're going to have a devotional by Nathan Hurst and an opening prayer by Alan Good. And after that, we're going to have a, a little bit of the church history, how this church came to be. Brother Steve's going to share on that. Um, then probably another chorus. And then as time for you all to share memories that you might have. So if you have memories of McDowell Church and you want to share, there's going to be a little time for you all to share your memories. And then we have some special music. Uh, Jared's got a little group together. And then Claire's going to give us a few goals for the future. Is that what, what was the title? Do you have a, something like that? Claire's going to uh, give us some words of wisdom. And then everyone's welcome to stay for the fellowship afterwards. So let's open with a word of prayer. Dear God, I just thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for bringing us all together here this evening. I just pray a blessing on this service. I just thank you that uh, for your faithfulness each and every day. And may we be faithful going forward from here. I just um, thank you for each one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So this time I'll turn the time over to Bradley. Oh, I wanted to say one other thing. There is um, magnifiers. The new magnifier, Deb put a lot of work into it and got it together, and it's there on the back table. And also, Bradley and the Net brought a little folder of the old church magnifiers that you can page through and see um, what they used to look like. And uh, there's, there's history and interesting articles and who is here. And so feel free to look at that. It's on the back table there. Is there something else? Number 363 and the Zion's praises. Um, this is, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And some of y'all remember this was Jeff Freed's favorite song. And I think uh, Victor Tirico took a lightning to this song too. So I'd like to ask you to stand and sing 363.
Be seated. Now, there's another song that goes back way toward the beginning of this church. And that's 397 in your purple book. And the men sang this at a program that bore your heel and it just kept lingering on. It's though the angry surges rolled. Y'all remember that? I would like to ask all the McDowell men and Steve and Alan and some of those that have um, some, some uh, roots in our beginning to please come up here and we're going to sing three verses of Though the Angry Surges Roll. So y'all can please come up and join me. This is going to cost me. Anybody else who would like to? Jason, hi, come on up here. You're a good singer. Anybody that can. Yeah, exactly. This is my range. Charlie, Stephen. Come on. Yeah, Jonathan, you're from Wayland. Don't sit and be a bench warmer when you can join the service. Though the angry surges roll, and just please try to find your parts. I know this isn't uh, scripted, but that's what makes it fun.
Good evening to each one. I greet you in our Savior's precious name. It's so good to be here this evening with each of you. Open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19. And I want to read verses 1 to 8. This was three months after the children of Israel left Egypt. They met God at Mount Sinai and He had some words for them. <coughs> Exodus 19 verse 1. In the third month, when the children of Israel were going forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. And they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. Now as I said, this was only three short months after the children of Israel left Egypt. They had seen the miraculous things God did in Egypt as He delivered them, all the plagues, the ten plagues, and finally the last one where the firstborn was all killed in Egypt of all those that didn't put blood on the doorposts. Then they saw God leading them out of Egypt through the wilderness. The pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud led them. It was a miraculous thing. They came to the Red Sea. The waters parted. God led them through the dry land, and then when Pharaoh's army followed them, that night God destroyed the most powerful army of the world at that time, and they saw all that. They, they saw the miracles God was doing. Then he brought uh, manna to them, and he brought quail to them. Um, manna and quail, yes. He brought that to them, and so they saw all these miracles. And here they were. God came down the mountain and spoke to Moses, and he was wanting to make a covenant with these people. And basically what he was saying was, if you'll be a, a obedient to me, keep my covenant, I'll bless you. We'll have a, a special relationship that I'll bless. And you notice in verse 8, the people all said, we'll do it. In essence, they raised their hands and they said, we want to be that people. Now, Scripture doesn't tell me this, but I like to think about when I'm reading this that they were excited about it here they saw the miracles God had done and God was saying this this miraculous God he was saying if you'll be obedient to me you'll be my special people and they said we want that now I want to relate that to this congregation because I was thinking about memories of of the start of this congregation 20 years ago the first time I came back here we met in the uh, building there at the Ruritan Center 
And the night that I came back, this congregation was established as an official congregation Southeastern Conference. And so as Brother John Risser was organizing the congregation, he asked a question. He said, how many people here want to be members of this congregation? And 13 hands went up. And there was excitement that night. There was enthusiasm that night. You could feel it. I just want to relate that back to the children of Israel. Why was there enthusiasm that night? Well, as I think back of how God had led, I think of the testimony of the mission committee. I wasn't on the mission committee, but they had prayed and prayed, seeking God's leading. Where do you want us to establish a church? The conference was looking to establish a church. And they talked about how they visited this community and that community. And none of them felt the leading of God till they came to this community. And they were united that this was where God wanted this church to be established. There were people in the community praying for a church. There were some of you that became involved in this church were praying for a church. And I don't know if you were praying necessarily for a church in this community, but you felt God leading you to be part of a church. And this church was established. And there was excitement. Now, as we come back to think about the children of Israel... It wasn't very months after this meeting with God that they faced the test they failed. They failed very miserably. And that was where that God had called them to go into the promised land. And the 12 spies went out. Ten of them brought a bad report back and the people believed it. Lost their faith in this miraculous God who was leading them and rebelled against God. Now, how can you as a congregation not fall into the same trap? God led you just as much as he led the children here in Exodus 19. How can you be faithful in the years to come so that you don't fall into the same trap that, fell, that the children of Israel fell into? I had to think a little bit about at least my thought of what the vision of this church was when it started. One, one thing this church, as it was established, one of the visions was that it would be a conservative witness for God in this community. The second was it would be a church that God could bless as you are obedient to God. God does promise to bless. And then third, it would be a safe church for all the people that come to this church to raise their families in so that those children can then grow up and learn to know the Lord and serve Him as well. That's a little bit of the vision that I saw. There may be a, a different vision, but how can we keep that vision so that 20 years from now, 40 years from now, 100 years from now, this is still a faithful church. I want to share seven things. Number one, never fall for the devil's carrot that he puts out in front of us that seems so enticing, and that is compromise. Never fall for it. Compromise always leads to disobedience and decline. And number two, as a congregation, each one of you make this personally your church. Because if this church fails, it's going to affect you. So make it your church. Be in prayer for this church. Be involved in the church. Be involved in, in your fellow brothers and sisters' lives to help make this church a godly church in the years to come. Number three, never allow worldliness in yourselves or in other members. Because remember, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. 
As I look at church history, that's one of the big things that's destroyed churches is worldliness, and we struggle with it. Let's keep our focus on God, on what he wants for each one of us, and say no to the world. The world has nothing to offer. Number four, don't insist on church leaders keeping the standard of the church. You keep the standard, and you, keep others, you encourage others to keep it. It makes all the difference in the world when church leaders sense the congregations behind them and keeping the standards, that they're not holding back and, and, and just dragging the church down. You keep the standard, and you encourage others to keep it. Number five, when the doors are open, you be here. Never let your children ask the question, are we going to go to church tonight? When the doors are open, you be here. Number six, never turn a blind eye to disobedience. Because it, it leads us away from God and takes the blessing of God away from us. Never turn a blind eye to it. And number seven, each of you personally keep a vibrant, personal walk with God through daily Bible reading, prayer, and meditation. Turn off all the other stuff and keep your focus on God. Shall we kneel for prayer? Brother Allen, would you lead us please? We're very happy to be here this evening. I'm going to try to pack 20 years of living into 15 minutes, which is never, um, well, it's going to be short, and we'll cut some high points. I want to start by thanking some historians. Um, these are ladies who have labored to preserve some history for us. Um, Sister Fern Heatwell was faithfully our, just kind of a person that wrote down what happened. Um, Sister Diane Freed was the original 
pour together -er of these magnifier papers, and we also have a full set of these. Um, I thought maybe we'd donate them to the library, but we wanted to make copies for ourselves, but it sounds like you have a set. So Sister Diane uh, was, she, she was, um, she made sure that we got our writing done so that it would be recorded. And Sister Deb Heatwall, I think, has taken up that torch. And Sister Yvonne McLaughlin pulled together this book in recent history, which is good to get some dates and names and what happened where. So I'll back up just a little bit before the um, anniversary of the church. That would be September 7, so here in about a week. But before that, let's see, Brother Nathan mentioned this. The mission committee in... 2001, there was a public meeting in the Pike basement to discuss new church plant opportunities in Virginia and North Carolina. I think I remember that meeting. Um, later, there was a mission outreach committee appointed, which would have been a subcommittee of the mission committee, and maybe with some others on it. Um, without giving you a full list, the mission committee chairman was Brother John Risser and the vice chairman, Brother Clary Wall. So history just continues here. Um, there was also a meeting in 2002, February, in the Pike Church basement to discuss a church in Monterey. And that was in charge of the Outreach Investigation Committee. I do remember that meeting. Um, so people started trickling in summer of 2002. Um, I'll just have to hold this because I'm going to need it. Um, Brother Dan Freeds moved here. Uh, Brother Dan was, served as a doctor at the Highland Medical Clinic. And um, Kent Miller family moved. Kent was teaching school at the Highland uh, Public School System. Um, and in January of 03, we moved, Steve Good family, and I was commuting back to good services, um, working there and driving back and forth, and we wanted to find land in Highland County to build poultry houses. Well, it's kind of interesting how that's come around too. We never got our whole poultry houses built. We just couldn't find the land to do it with. It didn't work out. And so um, that, that little part never happened. Um, somewhere in about February 2003, there were some prayer services held. Um, at possibly the Freeds and the Goods living room. That would have included Dan Freeds, Kent Millers, and Bill Rushbees had been invited by that time, and they were they came. And I just remember some of those services. Um, April 2003, Brother Claire Heatwell was assigned as pastor for McDowell. Um, that, uh, there's just a couple pieces I might read. This is a, a bound volume from Brother John Swartz, Uncle John Swartz of of report books, which might seem kind of dry until you start digging back and you realize they matter. In April, Brother Clear Eatwell was assigned and commissioned by conference as pastor to the church in Highland County. Land in McDowell was purchased by the mission committee in August for the purpose of building a church house later. Temporarily, and that's what makes me grin, temporarily Sunday morning worship services are being held in a rented facility. Well, that temporarily ended up being... 18 or 19 years. <laughs> and David and Rachel Schrock have consented to assist for one year, and I think their assignment lasted longer than one year. I think they came longer than that. And also, uh, just in relation to Brother Claire, I want to say this for you, Brother Claire. This was your testimony. 
um, at your commissioning or sometime thereafter, you said, there has been a desire in my heart for a long time to help start a church in an area where there wasn't a conservative Mennonite witness. I believe God planted it there for such a time as this. So thank you for being a part of this congregation in a very vital and important way. Um, I think Brother Bradley and family moved around May of 2003. I'm going to say this about these dates, plus or minus a year, because Sunday school year doesn't run with calendar year, and reading reports booklets and trying to coincide everything. And if I miss something or you disagree, there will be adequate opportunity in the sharing time to straighten it out. <laughs> and we'll take notes and get it right for the 30 year or whatever it happens to be. Um, and sometime in May, brother Cla 2003, uh, Brother Claire and Sister Diane hosted a planning meeting. Now, this would have been in their house at Briar Branch. <clears throat> and I think it was either at that meeting or shortly after that a name was chosen and the Rorton building was rented. Uh, now, some of us had moved before there was a church here, and you might wonder what we did for Sunday morning. I think it was kind of a combination. Some of us went to Boyer Hill because Lydia and I were already asked to serve at Boyer Hill for a while, so we just went there. Dan Freed's were going to Boyer Hill because um, maybe Dave Planks were still there. I'm not quite sure. Um, I think maybe Brother Bradley's were going to Bethany because Williamsville to Bethany, shorter than a lot of distances. <laughs> and maybe some were going to set free uh, Puffinbarger's down in uh, Bowler. Um, August 2003, land was purchased from Bobby McRae for this very church site. And also in the magnifier, that seems to be a small act of God in a lot of ways. But this is just a little snippet. We remember showing up at the McRae's birthday party on the wrong day. So I think this was probably Dan and Diane Freed writing. Only to learn from Bobby that he had a lovely piece of roadfront property to sell to the new McDowell Mennonite Church. Now, I don't know exactly what the price was. I didn't dig through the county records, but I did find in the mission committee budget that um, $27,930 were given for the land. Now, maybe there was other money, but that was the uh, price I found. Now, the first, uh, first service was held September 7, 2003, Stonewall Roarton Building. Um, I just might mention that there were three hostesses. So now I know most churches have a hostess rotation. This was how it went, uh, best we could remember. Diane Freed took a Sunday. Lynette Heatwell took a Sunday. Lydia Good took a Sunday. The fourth was always fellowship meal. And if there was a fifth Sunday, Sister Diane brought food from Briar Branch to feed the church. Um, up to that point, we were operating under the mission committee, so our bishop was Brother John Risser. Uh, February 22, 2004, we were organized as a congregation, and that was when our bishop oversight transferred to Brother Nathan Hurst, Minister Claire Heatwell, Deacon Alan Good. And those 13 charter members that have already been mentioned were Claire and Diane Heatwell, Rodney I'm sorry, Jared, Rodney, Julie, Bradley and the Net Heatwall, Stephen, Lydia Good, Jonathan and Vivian Hartzler, Dan and Diane Freed. And then in May 2004, you all moved to Williamsville. Is that? Okay, somewhere there. And I really am open to you all getting me straightened out. 05. Oh, that were, there was some question marks in here. 
I wanted to mention too that that very first year there was a summer Bible school, average attendance 57. And whether that was before you all moved or after, I'm not quite sure, but there was a lot of people that were driving from the valley. Um, Kenny Layman's would have been one of those. I saw Kenny and Amanda Layman were teachers um, at that first Bible school. Um, I wanted to mention that um, December of 05, something rather a little bit unexpected happened, I think, for most of us, and that was Brother Clare was ordained bishop. And so our minister that had just been commissioned here was ordained bishop. And so Brother Charles Heatwall served as pastor in 5 and 6 or 6 and 7. About two years, but I'm not quite sure on the dates. Um, the first baptism was held. That would have been Michael and Joe Shell. Um, where are you, brothers? Michael. Uh, Joe is at a family reunion. That's correct. Um, and Glenn and Fern and Charlene were received by letter, I think, that year. I was ordained pastor in September of 06. Something else significant that year happened. There were six births in this little tiny church. There were six brand new little babies. Joseph Good, Charles Shell, Rachel Hartzler, Keelan Shell, Gideon Heatwall, and Sarah Donaldson. And so there was one busy nursery. <laughs> We didn't even hardly have a nursery. <laughs> there was a baptism. Timothy Heatwell, Mary and Patrick Smith, Kenny Knapp, and by letter, Christian Christina Heatwell. And the cemetery on the Glen Heatwell farm was established immediately preceding the first funeral for David Rushby. Somewhere in 0607, another baptism, Jeff Freed. By letter, Rosine Shell, and the first wedding was held, I think, in the Ruritan building. Is this correct? Eric Zimmerman and Christina Heatwell. I think that was at the Ruritan building, yes. And an interesting little note, that Maple Fest, we distributed CDs, hundreds of CDs, the minute said. Now, that's an interesting concept. I haven't thought about that for a while. Didn't remember it. Um, in 07, Willis Whitmer um, was our first school teacher, and our first school year started the fall of 07. And also in 07-08, uh, Brother Dan Freed was ordained as a deacon to be a local deacon, and the septic system was installed right out here in this field. But it was more of a pasture than it was a um, more of a pasture than it was a lawn. And if you don't know, there's a lot of rocks out there that we covered up. <laughs> um, there was a baptism, Brenna McVeigh, that would have been a product of Summer Bible School, um, at least in part, Courtney Whitmer, and by letter we received Louie and Rhoda Strait, and by transfer, Clyde, Lorraine, and Alston Whitmer. Um, in 08, 09, remember that Junior and Brenda Rohr from Montana were here for a couple months. They stayed in the old house where Michaels eventually lived. And I did not mention all the accidents, but that year there were two, Jeff Freed, was sledding and ran into a well casing and fractured his skull and his some vertebrae and survived without lasting uh, problems as far as like nervous or anything. They were terribly worried about him. And Rodney had an experience with a bull uh, that he wrote about in the magnifier that year. Do you remember that? I'm sure. <laughs> um, also uh, that year received by baptism, Stephen Miller and by letter, Sarah Heatwell, and by confession of faith, Eva Schill. 
And somewhere in 9 and 10, Joe had a roof accident where he fell on a lightning rod and punctured a lung. And three of the Heatwell family children got married all within about a year. Is that right? Jared, Rodney, and Julie. Nope. I'm sorry? Within three months. <laughs> that was a busy time. <laughs> um, somewhere around 2010 or 11, Brother Bradley ordained as deacon. Exact, uh, 11, thank you. And by letter, we received Deborah Heatwell. In 11 and 12, by letter, received Jasper and Shirley Miller, David Heatwell, this young man from Alberta, Canada. Stephen, Nancy, Dana, and Audrey Kinsinger were received as well. And in 12 or 13, the first sewing circle was held, of course, in the Ruritan building. Um, 13, 14, Sherry Heatwell was received by letter and sharing good by baptism. 16 and 17, somewhere in there, transfer Yvonne McLaughlin. And by baptism, Kenton and Japheth Heatwall and Jared Whitmer. I think I'll just uh, pause with the membership additions there because it seems like recent history kind of from there forward. Um, I want to mention that Brother Glenn Heatwall served as pastor in 1920 or parts of those years. I'm looking for you, Brother Glenn. <laughs> Not quite. It, it wasn't even in the last century. It was in this century. <laughs> 1920, okay. 2020, yeah. <laughs> 2019, 2020. <laughs> um, there was a groundbreaking and dedication of building project service right about at that door on November of 2019. There's a picture of that in the Recorder newspaper. And in March 10 of 2020 was the first excavation, earth moving, by Shenandoah Valley Excavating. September 26, 2021, the church dedication service here for this building. And September 2023, the 20th anniversary homecoming service. Uh, I do want to give a partial list of names of families or people that were more than casual acquaintances. I'm sure I'll miss some. This feels a little dangerous to start naming names, but for the sake of reviving some old memories, um, Kenny Lehman family, John and Patricia Donaldson, David Nicholson, Elmo and Martha Palmer, Dwayne and Joanne Harkelroad, Victor and Virginia Tarico. What's sobering is how many of these people have passed away. Um, Keith and Patty Van Horn from Williamsville area. Boyd and Mary Music. Bill and Darlene Rushby. Um, Danny Kahn. Kenny and Karen and Caro and family. And William and Pat Offenbacher and family. Now, maybe I went too fast, and there's probably some that we missed, but those were families that we remember attending here on a regular basis for a longer or shorter duration. God bless you all.
So now it's uh, time for memories. The, um, I'm going to let you come up to the mic and share. We're not going to like leave large periods of silence, but we will give you time to come up and share a memory. One of my memories that I thought of is when I first come here when I was dating, I thought this is one of the most warm churches I've ever been to. Just it was warm, it was loving, it was inviting, and it always stuck in me. And, you know, I remember, I think I told Julie, like, when, we, when I retire in Alberta, I'm going to move to Highland County and, <laughs> and join the church there. So God had other plans, but, yeah, yeah I basically retired, and now I just, no. But that, that, this church has always been, uh, ever since I remember coming here, it's had uh, warm memories in my heart. So keep on keeping on. Um, if you have a memory, just come up and share. Do you have, how hard would that be? Testing. Testing one, testing two. Yeah, it's going to work. I've been thinking about the 20 years here, and um, I grew up in Bath County, down close to where. Claire's farm was, or is, and I don't remember the year of this, or what it actually happened, but my one brother had some Holstein steers that he had trained into oxen, and he was down walking along the road one day, and a truck, a truck pulled up and stopped, and they talked for, I don't know, maybe an hour. And um, I wasn't down there, but I found out later it was I think Jonathan Harsler was in that truck, and I forget who it was, but they were driving around the area looking at different things. Um, and I think that was the first time I remember anything about a church maybe coming to this area. Um, just some memories there. I was baptized here August of 04, I believe. Um, and I think some things have changed with our baptisms. I'm sure I got a whole lot wetter then what, than what happens today. Um, anyway, the church was a tremendous blessing in my life. We had been going to a home church over that time. We were driving from Burnsville to Stanton to Edinburgh, just bouncing all over. And over that time, um, 04, I think, the home church was kind of falling apart. And um, if the church would not have started here in McDowell and God would not have worked in our hearts to come, I do not know if I would be here today. So I thank each one that has part, has had part in starting this church. Thank you for answering God's call and coming and stepping out in faith. And we each have, um, influence in others' lives. And as we go on from here, let's make sure our influence is positive and follow the Spirit and follow His leading because we never know what influence we leave could affect somebody for eternity. I have a couple of memories I'd like to share. Um, 
John Risser had a pretty big influence on getting this church started, if I remember correctly. He was a big pusher in buying this property. I, and, and I think it sort of had something to do with some roots that he had back when he hauled milk for the dairy back in West Virginia. Where was that at, Steve? Was it the Hartzler Dairy or something? He would haul milk over to Shenandoah's Pride, and then he would get a load of processed milk. What, what was milk back then? Was it processed? And he would come down, and he dropped milk at Doe Hill. He dropped milk at and West Augusta, he dropped it in Williamsville, and he made a path back through this area on his way back home where he lived in West Virginia. And I, I still remember that at our meeting in May, I think it was May, when we was thinking about, it was at Bright Branch, when we was thinking about getting this church started, and we was thinking about a name, John Risser just dryly asked, what's the name of the river that flows past that place? I don't think anybody of us wanted to come to Bull Pasture Fellowship. But that's what he was referring to in just a joking way. And I just remember that. Um, uh, anyway, um, I, I, uh, one good memory for me is that my grandfather, dad's father, came here before the church, before he passed away in October. So he attended here, and we would have had four generations there with Simeon, Claire, me, and Kenton. And that was just something that stuck in my head. Um, also, this church has always enjoyed singing. I really enjoy a singing church. And this church has been a church that enjoys singing, and that, um, that's just uh, warm my heart. I, I can go on for a long time, but I will, I will stop. Jared, what's the mic? While they're changing batteries, I'll come up here to the podium so I have something to lean on. Brother Bradley called and wondered if I'd be prepared to share a few things this evening. And it does brings back a lot of good memories. A lot of trips across the mountain. We still live in the Dayton area. We made a lot of trips here to Highland County. A lot of those trips was with David and Rachel Schrock and Charles and Doris Heatwell. And we're glad that Sister Rachel can be with us this evening. <clears throat> well, my mind goes back to 2004. Brother Nathan called and wondered if we'd be willing to consider serving as deacon here at at McDowell, along with Bethany, after a time of seeking the Lord's will, we decided that we, we would do what we could, and that turned out to be four and a half years of, of good memories. First, I would like to express appreciation to the Stonewall Roarton Club for allowing us to rent their building for temporarily, turned out to be 18 years, I believe. They've been very gracious, very helpful, very accommodating, and we deeply appreciate all that they have done for us. And I remember the day we did the septic system right out here in the field. It was a hot, rocky day. But that was the vision for the new church here at McDowell. Many years before the church actually uh, we started to build. Steve mentioned some baptismal services. I remember one in particular, Sister Pat Boger, 
and Stephen's daughter Stephanie was baptized the same evening. That was quite special, an older, older sister and a young teenager being baptized the same evening. Also have fond memories of those that have attended here. Elbow and Martha, we have very good members of them, our neighbors there beside the Roerton building. <clears throat> Victor and Virginia, Kenny Knapp, Fanny Shell, Bill and Darlene Rushby, and also we are blessed to learn to know many of you here this evening. And mention Bill and Rushby. They wrote something that was in the magnifier back in 2004, I believe. I would just like to share that with you. A near miracle, the year 2002 brought some exciting changes to our remote corner of the world. The Mennonites began moving in. The first family to arrive was the Freeds. They soon were followed by the Millers, the Goods, and the Heatwells. Later, in February of 2003, Darlene sat in the Highland Medical Center conversing with Daniel Freed. As they talked, the question tumbled out, when are you Mennonites going to start holding services, church services, in Highland County? She walked out of the clinic with an invitation for our family to attend the first public prayer meeting to be held at Steve and Lydia Goods. A year and a half has passed ever so quickly, but we feel just as welcome as we did on that first winter evening at the Goods. Every time we worship with the McDowell Church, we feel refreshed, comforted, and spiritually uplifted. We especially appreciate the group's dedication and humility. The Lord knows our every need. He sent us the McDowell Church at a time when we long for close Christian fellowship. Every day we thank him for the near miracle of your presence in our area. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, Bill and Darlene Rushby. May that be the testimony of this church for years to come. Thank you. Testing, can you hear me? I didn't really have much prepared, so bear with me, but um, I just wanted to thank, I just wanted to thank y'all for what you all did for Uncle Bill and Aunt Darlene um, in their trials that they went through and as we all know, um, Uncle Bill really liked the, um, the ho uh, when he was invited for lunches. And so I just wanted to um, repeat something that I know most of y'all that remember um, Uncle Bill would say um, when the food was being passed. Now is not the time for self-restraint. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. We were invited to a uh, um, service here a little over seven years ago. Dave invited us, and uh, this has, has been our home for that length of time. Uh, we walked in here and, and walked out and had never known love like we saw here. 
And it's been a, a blessing, and it has served our souls. So thank you for that. Yes, I think some was already mentioned about singing, and I grew up enjoying singing. We had a good singing congregation there in Bethany, and um, I was very pleasantly surprised to um, when we moved back to McDowell <clears throat> that everybody, um, we had a wonderful time singing with the McDowell um, congregation. Uh, First of all, it was the Shell family that really enjoyed singing. Uh, I just remember the times that we would meet Wednesday night. We didn't meet at the Rutten building. We would meet each other's homes. We would have a, such a good time singing in each other's homes on Wednesday night. I remember that with fond memories. Um, there, uh, I think, was the roots, grassroots for a higher ground quartet. Uh, we, after Sunday morning service, instead of going and uh, I don't know what doing what normal used to do, but we would go out in a little room and practice singing out every. I wouldn't say every Sunday, but every every we would practice in the little room after church and just practice different songs, and we just had a great time singing together, and um, that. That was a really a highlight for us, Rodney and I, as growing up. We really appreciate the singing of this church. One thing I remember about McDowell is the Maple Festivals. Of course, we would remember that. But remember that we always had our Sunday services at the Obal Funeral Home. So we always had church, regardless of whether it was Maple Festival or not, and I really appreciate that. I thought I'd share a couple memories I had, a couple things that stood out to me as, as blessings. And the one was already mentioned. But that was when Joe and, and Michael Shell were baptized. To me, it was a little bit of a confirmation of God's leading this community. Here was a godly Christian family that needed fellowship, and the church came in. They became part of the congregation, and Joe and Michael wanted to join. That was, that was just a highlight for me. Uh, another highlight, uh, one night we had revivals, and I can't remember who the revival speaker was, but my daughter Kimberly asked if she'd come back with me. So me and her came back and she accepted the Lord that night. That was a highlight for me. Uh, another highlight, and I, I just see it still today and it blesses me, and that is the community people that flock to this church. And it's just a blessing. Um, it happened almost immediately and it's still happening. So I just, I, I just see that as a tremendous blessing this congregation is meeting in the community. The fourth thing I want to share is a little bit humorous, but I just, as I thought about it, I thought I had to share it. Um, there was a communion service back here that I couldn't come to. My back had went out. I was supposed to come that morning, and I woke up Sunday morning, just couldn't come. And 
So I called Brother John Risser to see if he could come back and take my place, and, and he did. He came back, and he had just bought a cell phone, first, first time he'd used it. And he brought it back here, and he thought, well, this is great. I can leave church, call my wife, tell her I'm, I'll be home. <laughs> and I think he thought it was the biggest waste of money he'd ever spent money on. He said he was almost home to it started working. <laughs> I, I just thought that was hilarious. back from my youth days, one of my fa most favorite and most remembered activities was when Dan and Diane planned a secret believers meeting that will always stick in my mind. It was so real that we thought we were actually being persecuted and run off by the sheriff. I remember hearing about the secret believers meeting and the one of the, the local sheriff came in, right? Okay. Yeah. I seen a hand back here. Well, I came here um, exactly 10 years ago. So I've been here half of the church's life. Um, I have been richly blessed spiritually and um, yeah, in many ways, but i I appreciate the the humor and the fun that our church family has together as well. And um, I'm sorry, J. Fifth, I did not ask permission before I'm going to tell this, but oh, he's not here. Oh, bummer. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> maybe it's that. Maybe it's better that way. But one of my my first memories coming, I, we had a oh, it was a cottage meeting. I think I was here visiting, and we weren't married yet. We. I, it may, may have been my very first time visiting, actually. And I remember Japheth, he would look at me. Every time he looked at me, he would wink. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> and um, let's see, this one happened not too long ago. Um, I learned that you can tackle the bishop, and he doesn't even get mad at you. It was the softball game at a church camp. I don't know what happened. Ask somebody else. Somehow, <laughs> Claire and I collided. <laughs> and thankfully, nobody was hurt. But he was a good sport, and we all got a good laugh out of it. So <laughs> thank you all for the good memories. sort of like a picture uh, history. And it is in the, in the gym right around the corner there. So you can enjoy that. I just wanted to mention that. Can you turn this thing off? The special singing group. Special. Uh, <laughs> And so we'll turn the time over to this. And then after that, we'll go. 